hello and thank you for tuning in to another episode of Still I Rise. I'm your host and friend, Cherry Golightly. As a quick disclaimer, I am not a licensed therapist, psychologist, psychoanalyst, or psychiatrist, so please do not substitute this podcast for any mental health, therapy, or assistance that you feel that you may be in need of. In my podcast, I'm here to share my journey as a newly single mommy of two wonderful little boys. I was in a very toxic marriage of 11 years and just recently I decided that I was going to take my life back. Um, I will be sharing with you guys my journey as my new chapter unfolds. It's been very challenging and uplifting just been a very interesting journey so I'm here to help and hopefully empower those who find themselves in the same situation or a similar situation to gain that confidence and take their life back as well so once again thanks for listening Hello, my friends. Good evening. So tonight's episode is going to be a very special one for me. Um, Because in less than an hour, my divorce will be finalized. Here in California, they pretty much allow, you know, six months for, I guess, you know, like uh, people to either manage their their assets or custody or what have you prior to finalizing the divorce and terminating the marital status. I know other states are quite different. However, this is how California is. But yeah, um, I mentioned before in my previous episodes, a friend of mine had asked me, okay, why are you so excited? You know, like, what's the deal? Are you trying to get remarried already? Or what's up? You know, I had told him, No, it's not that, you know, it it truly isn't. It's actually the fact that I've endured so much and I'm proud of myself for having the ability to live life despite all the challenges and all the heartaches I had to endure in the beginning and some of the, excuse my language, bullshit that I had to endure. It was not easy. You know, it it just really was hard and, you know, having to deal with unexpected, you know, financial challenges that, you know, really I didn't bestow on myself. It was something that, you know, just kind of popped up uh, due to not being able to reach him and stuff like that and, Also, just things that occurred with my own family where I just kind of felt like I wasn't being supported. Well, I mean, it's not even the fact that I felt that way. That was pretty much fact, and it is what it is. You know, uh, I've learned a lot during this process. I've learned, more, more importantly than anything, acceptance. Acceptance because you can't change... A lot of things in your life. If things are not going your way, the possibilities of you changing the situation are pretty much slim to none. You can't, especially if it's, you know, involving another person, that's pretty much not going to happen, you know, and all you can do is just accept and move on. So, Even in the beginning, when things happened with me and my ex-husband, you know, like as he just kept getting worse and worse with his drug, you know, abuse and other things, I found out later he was, you know, gambling, according to him, you know, which basically he was willing to admit to the gambling, but was still denying the, you know, um, infidelity. And I will be honest... Um, I might have mentioned this before in my previous episodes. 
you know, I truly didn't blame him for the infidelity because we were not seeing eye to eye at that time and we just were not giving each other what we needed. Is it right? No, it's not. However, let's just be honest with one another. You know, he found something that he found common interest with or he found common interest with somebody that, you know, he could relate to. And, you know, it's like she was probably giving him the attention that he needed at that time, which now they're still together and that's totally cool. You know, I mean, as long as he's happy and he's getting what he needs from her, that's all that matters. And at the same time, I truly, I'll be honest, because he's getting his supply from her, I'm off the hook. And I would prefer that. Um, I really believe that I have latched myself off of the toxicity and the abuse. And I'm no longer, he's no longer able to manipulate me. So now he's turning towards family and possibly friends. I'm not sure how that went down. Um, I've talked to a few mutual friends where, you know, they told me, oh, well, he said this and this about you and stuff. And, you know, it. I found that I, you know, towards the end or the middle, I stopped trying to defend myself. I I stopped trying to, you know, say, okay, well, what he's saying is false and this, this, and this. Because truly the people that know me well will believe, you know, they won't have to take sides. And, you know, I'm not here to you know, prove whether I'm, you know, at fault or whatever. But, you know, those who have any sense will understand that at the end of the day, we just couldn't be together. You know, whether or not he had, you know, he was a narcissist or whether or not he was a drug addict, we just couldn't be together. You know, I just didn't like where this was going. But, I mean, that that doesn't change the fact that he was a narcissist and he or not was, he is a narcissist and he is, you know, a meth abuser. So, a lot of things have happened. Um, In the beginning of this month, I might have mentioned that he was incarcerated. And the charges that he was held with... You know, we were all thinking that he was going to be in there for quite some time. But for some strange reason, just recently, actually the day before Valentine's Day, he was released. And many of us are scratching our heads like, what on earth? You know, but apparently if it's a nonviolent crime, they just release people and, you know, allow them to do it again and again and again. Um, I was reading an article on Facebook. Um, It was on the news, obviously, but it was posted on Facebook. And it was indicating that they're looking more towards healing versus punishing. Well, you know, I'm going to just voice my opinion on that. My opinion on that is, well, You know, you're allowing these people to just come back out and do exactly what what they were doing from the beginning. So you're not really helping them. And it's very frustrating because then it's just, you know, I, I just, I really hope that I will be left in peace, me and my children. And I understand many of you guys are probably saying it's not going to happen because after all, they are his children. Well, the the truth is, I'm not trying to keep his children away from him permanently. However, until he is able to provide me with a clean hair follicle, then I will allow him to see his children. Especially now, I think I have a legitimate and reasonable request, considering he has been in and out of jail for the last three times since, you know, me and him have separated in the beginning since July. There's a lot of things that are going on. There's a lot of things that we just did not, you know, even his current girlfriend does not even know 
what's going on with him because everything that he ever says to her is a lie. <laughs> you know, and it's kind of funny because till this day, um, I'm being told by her ex-husband that, you know, she's still, you know, she's still upset with me. She's not a big fan of me. And, you know, I, I even asked him, why is she talking about me? I'm not even in the picture anymore. But, you know, at the same time, I understand that, you know, speaking of them is not very healthy. And I keep that to a minimal, but I do keep in touch just to make sure that, you know what I mean? Just to kind of keep my guard up. Just to kind of be aware of where things could be headed. I don't want any surprises, you know. Um, But... Like I said, I know that that's not the healthiest thing to do, but I think that, you know, I, I'm keeping it at a healthy distance. I'm not really obsessing over it. You know, I find out about stuff and I just leave it as is. There's truly no point in me, you know, getting worked up or, you know, getting upset. But... You know, I just kind of, you know, I just kind of find it funny how, you know, she's talking about me to her ex-husband saying, I don't understand why, you know, Cherry won't allow, you know, her mother to watch the kids. She thinks she's better than everybody else. And it's like, excuse me, Prod, um, why are you even talking about me and talking about what I do with my kids that's truly none of your business continue doing what you're doing with your drugs and your fraud and whatever it is that you like to do but (laughs) excuse me that was just a random rant but I think that's like rather interesting and I'm just like wow you know this woman has the nerve but look guys I know that was a little bit childish, but we're human. That happens. And, you know, I just find it pretty entertaining because, you know, it's not like it's a normal situation where, you know, father gets custody split or, you know, visitations. And, you know what I mean? I'm granting him to have her there. But, I mean, one of the court orders is... She's not to be around them and he's not allowed to drive with them in the car. He's not even supposed to see them. So it's like, I don't know why she's acting like she's going to have any part of this. You know, it's like you're, you're a drug addict and you're a criminal and I'm not going to allow my children around you. Just simple as that. You know, it's like, these are the, these type of people that have been given, given several chances by different people. And they burn their bridges. You know, and I understand there's people that, you know, they, they deserve that. They deserve that second chance. But it's like you have to you have to show that you're you're attempting to change. You can't just say, well, you know, I just got out of jail and I've changed. You know, it's like in order to get yourself in jail, you've obviously done something that was that was pretty bad, you know, bad enough to where you should not even be around children. But no matter what anybody says, no matter how anybody views me or sees, you know, sees what I do, if they see it as wrong, then I'm sorry. Let me continue to be wrong. Let me continue to be, you know, tough. But I will say this, it's kind of funny how you know, my side of the family is upset with me, but his side of the family, they totally understand. And they're telling me until he really proves himself, don't allow him to see the kids. That's coming from his own side of the family. So let's put two and two together there. You know, it's like, for those of you that find yourself in the same situation, understand, you know, and I know that it's hard because I've been there. You know, it takes some time to really have that clarity and to be sure of yourself and not question yourself because other people are, you know, putting their own opinions in in your head. 
and they're telling you what you should and shouldn't do. But you know in your heart what's right. You know what's, you know what I mean? I've read somewhere before, and I believe that this is true. Your body rejects what's bad for you. Your soul will reject it. Now, if you don't feel comfortable, you know, you'll know. You have that instinct. You just have to pay attention to it. That's why we always say, oh, yeah, you know, I had this gut feeling. I should have listened to my gut. And that's exactly what that is. So if you're feeling like bad juju, stay away. You know, and it doesn't matter who it is. It doesn't matter if it's a family member. It doesn't matter if it was your spouse. You know, people who love you will not put you in an uncomfortable situation. They will pay attention and they will be very caring about your well-being. Now, if they see that, you know, you are having some struggles with um, keeping, you know, staying calm then it's like okay they'll pull away and say you know what okay I get it let's let's just leave things alone or you know they'll know that they they've overstepped their boundaries by maybe something they said or something that they're doing where it's making you feel uncomfortable they should never force you or force themselves you know past your boundaries that's one thing I had to learn and I learned that on Christmas I mentioned before what had happened? It was tough because that was my own family. But I realized that they did not respect my wishes. They did not respect my boundaries. And they forced themselves into my boundaries. And aside from that, attacked me. That's not a good thing. And, you know, usually within the last few years... This has been going on, as I mentioned, and I'd always give in and say, you know what, okay, I'm sorry, even though I was still hurting, even though I didn't receive an apology as well. I would just, because I just wanted to keep the peace, because I wanted to keep the family intact, you know, for my children. Well, you know... that's all about control. And this is where you realize that, you know, maybe parts of your family are narcissists as well. And I've heard that it's normal. It's normal for you to have a, you know, to grow up with narcissist parents and then attract somebody that's similar because you're trying to seek that same validation. And that's where I was. And all I can say, my friends, is I am so thankful that I was actually able to open my eyes sooner rather than later. And I'm given this chance to really live my life as I want to. To really live my life as I should. To really find a true purpose and just go for it. I'm not exactly where I'd like to be. I still have a lot of work to do. But at least I'm given the opportunity to start all over. And sometimes we get frustrated because we have to rebuild. But maybe there's reasons for it. But you enjoy that. You enjoy that adventure. You enjoy the challenges. You, well, you don't enjoy the challenges at the time, but you appreciate them later. And I do appreciate it. I'll be honest, right now I'm currently going through some challenges. The everyday, inevitable challenges. But I'm doing my best to stay positive. I'm doing my best to keep the faith. I'm doing my best to just trust the process. Because I know that everything will be okay. No matter what, everything will be okay. I'm blessed with my health. I'm blessed with my children. I'm blessed to have this opportunity. And I know that I, since I was blessed to have the opportunity to grow, I know for a fact that I will grow. I know for a fact I will be a better person. A new and improved cherry.
I've had my moments where I've broke down with you guys. I've had my moments where I've been happy. This is my life. This is my journey. And I don't know where my next few episodes will take us. What stories I'll tell. But I'm excited to share with you guys. I don't know how big this podcast will be. But I know that I've had quite an increase in listens within the last seven months. And I know that I've helped quite a few people. And I'm extremely touched by that. I remember being afraid to start this podcast. I I strictly remember even thinking about just brainstorming it. I remember meeting up with one of my coworkers, such a lovely person. She's, you know, we, we work remote and, you know, I told her everything that happened and she said, let's do lunch. So we did lunch or yeah, we did dinner actually close by to my house and it was so nice to meet her and we were just talking and it was so very nice to meet her. She came back to my place. I showed her my, my apartment and I had said, you know what? I think I'm going to make a podcast. And she said, that would be fire. And so not really thinking anything, I did it. And I was like, okay, nobody's going to listen to this. I'm just going to record a few episodes, have this here, and we'll see how it goes. I let her listen to it and a few other, you know, just a handful of people. I was very particular. And the rest was history. I'm not doing this to become famous. I'm not doing this you know, for any other reasons than to reach out and hopefully be able to touch somebody and help somebody out with my experiences and my words. And I just want to share with you guys that I hit a landmark. I hit a milestone. Six months. I look at my place now, I see how much, I mean, materialistic things are nothing, but just the fact that I was able to turn this place into home, this empty place. I remember walking into this room around June of 2018, my bedroom. I remember seeing the real estate agent's son playing a Nintendo Switch in the corner while his mom worked. I remember talking to her, telling her my situation, telling her that I wanted to get out. I remember telling her that I was scared. I remember telling her that my credit wasn't so great. And I remember her saying, I will talk to the owner and see what she says. I told her, I gave her the assurance that I was going to make sure that I was on time with rent and that my children would be very respectful and we would keep this place clean and treat it like our own. And I remember driving away and in the back of my mind thinking, this is it. If I were to move out, because I wasn't sure if I was going to move out at that time, this is the place. At that time, I had no idea what I was going to do about furniture. I had no idea if I was going to have to deal with, you know, everything in the old house. What was to become of all of our things? I had no idea. I had no idea what I was going to do with deposit money. I had no idea if I was going to have to get a moving truck. I just had no clue and I was scared. And for those of you that are not sure whether you're going to leave or how you're going to leave or what's to become of things, 
this is for you. And I hope that I truly hope that this helps because I was there. I was there six months ago. I left. You know, I I remember my children were not with me. My children were either at my sister's or at my mom's with their cousins because there was way too much going on at home. There was way too much fighting. There was way too much yelling. And I didn't want them to get stressed out anymore. They were seeing way too much. So there would be times where I would come home. He wasn't home. He was never home. Never home. Got to the point where he was always out. And he would not come back until 3 o'clock in the morning. And, you know, this is the messed up thing about it. My mother was trying to act like that was okay. Just talk to him. Really? You know, I just got tired of it. And then I started questioning, am I being unreasonable? Sorry, unreasonable because he's... Because he's leaving at 3 in the morning and that's not that big of a deal. Coming home at 11 o'clock at night or leaving at 11 o'clock at night for me became the norm. Oh, I got to leave. And I'm like, okay. A lot of things I acclimated to because I had to quote unquote save my marriage for my children. And every day I lost a piece of myself. And you know, when I think about this, my friends, every time I get so angry, I get angry because I was like, this isn't right. And you know, moving forward, if I had a friend that was telling me something about the situation that's similar, if they're going through the same situation, I would tell them, you need to pack up and go. You can, don't worry about anything else because you can do it on your own. You can do it on your own. You have to believe in yourself and you can do it on your own. And and those days that you don't believe in yourself, you better look at your children and know that they're relying on you. It gets better, I promise. If you're somebody that has a career, please rise up. Rise up and take charge. Of what you've worked for. Nobody controls you. Understand and know your value. Understand what you bring to the table. I didn't. I was scared. But the truth is, I was the one that actually had a career. An actual career. But I was afraid. Why? And now I look at myself and I say, you know what? I could do it. I know I can do it. It's scary. The last few episodes, you guys have heard about my car. You guys have heard about my stupid sink that I've had to fix. You figure it out. Yes, it's a challenge. It's a challenge. But you learn. It's a new skill each time that you put under your belt. And if you don't think you're strong enough to do it, you're wrong. Change is going to happen no matter what. Something is going to give. Whether you move out of your situation or not, things are going to change. You can either change because you choose to change and And get out of there and change your life. Or you can wait for life and horrible circumstances to force you to change. So what's it going to be? I want to say that I was put in a position where life was, you know, life could have. it It could have gone both ways. I really believe that I did make the choice, but at the same time, I think I jumped out right at the nick of time. It's kind of like in those movies where, like, where Indiana Jones is rolling under a trap door and this big boulder is about to get him and then he just grabs his hat real quick. I'm that hat. 
I was that hat. So right before I got crushed, I slid out and I escaped. I haven't escaped everything, my friends. There's still more to come. Like I mentioned, my ex-husband was released. And I'm completely dreading the bullshit that I'm going to have to deal with with either him and my mom or both of them combined. And I truly don't have the patience for it. I'm going to share with you guys what I'm doing. I had mentioned to you guys that I am in financial literacy. I'm campaigning for financial literacy. I'm a student again because circumstances changed my my plan for the future. I plan on saving my future. I plan on saving my boy's future. I'm a single mom, which now leads me to be a statistic. And many of us tend to think about that. We're now statistics. Oh my God, I'm a single mom. That doesn't mean that you have to, you know, if you have to get government aid for a while just to make ends meet until something better comes, that's okay. But I'm joining this campaign and I've decided to really jump into this campaign wholeheartedly because I am part of that statistic of being a single mom. I am part of that statistic as a divorcee whose life and entire world was shook because I'll tell you now my friends prior to my divorce I was in a much better situation I've had to build my life from ground zero I had nothing handed to me when I first had my children because my mom did not approve of my ex-husband and of course I didn't listen so I had no help And I wanted to be independent. That has always been my dream, to be independent. So with that being said, we moved out on our own, even though I knew we were going to struggle. You know, he was actually trying to convince me to stay with his family because, you know, he said, well, you know, we won't have to pay rent and we just help them out. And, you know, it'll be better for us to save money. But I already knew that we would be complacent. And I knew that that wasn't going to be a good idea. So I told him, nope, we're going to move out. So within three months time after I moved back in with him, we moved out and we did have struggles and I appreciated every part of that. And after that, I grew to love him more because I saw that he was in this, you know, in this journey with me. But of course that all changed. And uh, that's another reason why it was hard for me to leave. So shortly after that, You know, I, my credit was messed up with a short time that I was a newlywed because I quit working after I got pregnant with my son because my new groomsman or grooms, bridegroom, whatever they call it, my new husband was on meth and doing what he was doing just recently before I left him. The feeling of being with somebody that's on methamphetamines, I can't even describe the darkness. It's a very dark, it was a very dark point in my life. And I was so proud of him because he got out of that. But I'll be honest, my friends, a year and a half ago when I sensed something was wrong, I couldn't put my finger on it I saw it. I didn't want to believe it. But it was there. Being up till 6 in the morning or being up at 6 o'clock in the morning, not sleeping, playing ridiculous computer games all night long, being completely, like, shady, grumpiness, Just going off on myself and the kids for no apparent reason. Random things getting, you know, popping up in the house. I had told him the first time that if he ever fell back into this, I was gone. 
and I stayed longer than I should have when he did it again. But with that being said, we built our life for 11 years. It was hard. It was hard to look at the house that we moved into the last time and see every single upgraded piece of furniture that we had that we ended up buying, you know, brand new and ended up, you know, finishing uh, finishing off all the payment plans on them. You know, um, basically all the upgrades that we had from all the hand-me-down furnitures, we upgraded our life. My credit was repaired. I had no debt, almost no debt. And I was really working on building my life, our lives. But after all of that, it went down the drain. It never got better. It kept getting worse and worse and worse. And here I am rebuilding my life. The difference between now and then is I'm in control of my own life. For those of us that have been in a relationship where we were controlled, where we were kind of like just in the background, you know, um, not really the ones making the choices. When you decide that you want to take control of your life, I've mentioned this before, when you, with that type of power comes great responsibility. And this is where you have to learn how to do things that even you did not have to, you know, pick up. You pick up the slack with everything. And that's the responsibility that you have to take on. So with that being said, I really thought to myself that I want to know and make sure that I'm doing everything correctly. I want to make sure that not only do I have emergency funds just in case something happens because I've had so many times where I'm waiting days on a paycheck So emergency funds for me are a big deal. Having some type of protection plan in case something happens to me, my children are left with something. And believe me, I had to change the beneficiaries on that. These are things that you really have to take into consideration. My next step is really finalizing things with a will and trust. And the step after that is really coming up with a plan B just in case things don't work out with my current job. There's so many things that we really have to consider. We're already living a crazy life. For those of us that are single moms, we're living a crazy life and it's all about being prepared. With that, I prepare my children and I try my best to teach them how to do certain fundamental things around the house. Survival skills. If we were out in the woods, (laughs) you know, I would teach them how to hunt. If that was during those times. And that's why I got to teach them. It starts here. It starts now. I have to teach them how to prepare just in case mommy does not make it. I need to teach them how to be good adults. I will always be here as they get older to help them out with anything. But just in case I'm no longer here, they need to know how to do certain things. And I'm teaching them things as far as not just things around the house, but also how to manage finances. It starts with us. It starts with me. And if they get, if I pass these skills down to them and this knowledge down to them, they will teach their children that. So... 
I'm sorry for babbling, but I'm very, very passionate about this campaign and the cause because I know that once I've mastered and obtained more knowledge than I already have with this, I know that I will be able to help many others. I'm really excited for it and I know that there's going to be some big changes coming up. And like I said, I would rather devote my time to something that's going to be purposeful, meaningful, and where I'm going to have the ability to help others. And I want my kids to see that. Because I know that if I stay stagnant, I'll be caught up in the drama that I don't need. There's upcoming things, and I'm excited for that. You know, I'm blessed because I have good friends that are by my side. I have good friends that are with me in this campaign. And we're going to flourish together. I'm blessed because I have my boyfriend, my new boyfriend. Yes, I have a boyfriend who has actually partaken in this opportunity as well. And even though this is new to him and he's had to get out of his comfort zone, he's supporting me with this opportunity. And my children are traveling with me. I know already that they're always going to be included because I will have them with me always. And I will do everything in my power to protect these boys because they are my gems. They are my prized possessions. And I will do everything to make sure that these boys will grow up and have a chance in life and not end up incarcerated on drugs. I am doing everything that I possibly can to show these boys as much love as I possibly can. Just earlier, we came back from, you know, doing a few things around, you know, around town and they've been helping me out with my campaign, you know, and um, they were getting a little frustrated because it was taking a while and everything and my business partner and I were just... (laughs) You know, trying to um, make light of the situation and everything. So um, we were all pretty exhausted by the time we returned home. So it's like um, I did work on some laundry and I uh, told them, hey, you know what? Let me make you some tasty dinner um, snacks. And so I made this delicious ramen soup for them. Um, you know, I just put a bunch of shrimp in there and it was delicious. They, you know, they were so happy and I gave them, you know, I gave them some, some dumplings as well. And they, they really enjoyed it. I, I'm really blessed because even though they can be a little turd, sometimes they demand so much at times, you know, I I know that I'm fighting hard for them. And, you know, I, I've been told that because I quote unquote have a boyfriend, I'm not seeing them as a priority. My kids are with me 24-7. Every day is about making sure that they are fed. Every day is about making sure that I am providing for them and keeping them safe and doing things for them. I'm pretty much doing everything on my own here. From household chores to making sure I have income to pay for. You know, I mean, I'm working. I'm picking them up from school. I'm dropping them off. I'm doing all of it. So when somebody tells me you're not really taking care of these kids, I'm looking at them like, are you fucking retarded? Excuse my language. But it's like, how dare you tell me you're not taking care of these kids? Are you kidding me right now? Oh my God. And this is where my friends recognize what you're doing. Know yourself. Don't allow other people in and tell you what you're doing when you know what you're doing. That's why. It took me a while to realize this because I actually took a step back from all of that noise. It's just noise. These people don't know you. They don't know your life. 
If they're judging you based on what happened in your marriage, don't even listen to it because they were not in that goddamn house with you. They have no idea what you went through. Your children, if they are, if your children are telling you, no, this is what happened. You were, you had every right to leave. Just listen to your children because you, you guys are the ones that had to endure all of this. Nobody has a right to tell you what you did wrong. And if they're not going to support you, you put down the boundaries or you walk away. I feel like I've gotten stronger since a few months from now. And I'm going to continue to get strong and I'm going to just enjoy my life and the time with my children. And that's okay. People can get mad at me. People are going to get mad at me and... This is what I wanted to share with you guys as far as my six-month mark. My six-month mark showed, pretty much showed me that I have the capability of pushing through. That I have the capability, I have more capabilities than I ever imagined in myself. Things happen for a reason. And I know that within six months, I did not just survive, but I'm doing great. And you can too. And you know what? Once you get as far as you have, you're going to continue to win. But you know, it's not about making these people look bad. It's not about like, you know, I don't care. I, you know, like I told you guys, I have blocked, I've completely blocked my ex-husband, off of social media, off of phone calls. The only time that he can ever get a hold of me, which honestly, I try not to even talk about or put anything on my social media because my mom and my sister are still on my social media. But I try not to put out way too much information because they don't need to know everything. They don't. And I don't want him knowing anything. They can wonder. I don't care. And I I don't care what they're doing. The only thing I care about. is like if he's incarcerated. I'm just like okay well cool. I get peace while he's in there. But when he's out. The pattern begins again. When he's out. Oh I want to change my life. Oh I want to put everything. No. It's the same routine. You know, I have to share. He had the audacity to tell his ch- his sister, please talk to her and see what it, t- you know, I- I'll do anything. I'll do anything to see my boys. I'm scratching my head and I'm like, you do realize that you were served these, pa- you were served with papers six months ago, which you failed to respond to within 30 days. Of time that they, uh, time frame that they gave you, and a lot of bullshit happened in between that. And now you're gonna say, okay, I want to see my boys. It's written on there, and if you fail to keep that paperwork safe, and you don't remember what's on there because you were so tweaked out on drugs, then that's not my problem. There's the court orders there. If you want to know what the court orders are because you lost that crap, then go to the court and obtain that. I'm done. I don't want to talk to you. As simple as that. I don't care anymore. I just want to be left in peace. And I don't want to see him. I don't want to hear his voice. That's it. That's how you know when you're done. And once you get there, it doesn't matter. There's going to be a lot more coming up. I hope I can give you guys more positive stories or more, more stories that can be helpful towards you guys, towards your situation. Once again, um, I have actually created an email specifically for my listeners. So if you guys want to reach out to me, 
share your story with me. I would be elated to hear from you guys. So once again, I'm going to give you guys my email. It is one word, stillirise.cherrygolightly at gmail.com. And that's spelled S-T-I-L-L-I-R-I-S-E dot C-H-E-R-R-Y-G-O-L-I-G-H-T-L-Y at gmail.com. So please feel free to send me any messages. You know, I would love to be able to answer any questions, anything. So once again, my friends, we will get through this together. I hope you guys enjoyed tonight's episode. And since it has been actually a few hours now or a few minutes now, I guess, let's see here. Let me look at my countdown. I am officially divorced in 24 minutes. So I really hope that you guys find peace and the strength to regain your life or reclaim your life. I do apologize for, you know, the intensity of my voice and everything. I just, I've had a lot on my mind. And I think that, you know, um, I really needed to get this off my chest and share with you guys before I continue on. I've had, you know, a mental and emotional blockage for the last few days. And I think that's what it could have been. But I think tonight I'm actually going to get better sleep. So I do look forward to that and um, tomorrow's a new day. Actually, today's a new day and I look forward to that. Actually, I look forward to some sleep. I really need some rest. I want to be well rested tomorrow tomorrow, so I can actually, you know, really make a difference and just have a better and clearer vision towards everything. So I'm going to leave you guys to that with that and, you know, we'll get through this together. So... Once again, thank you guys for listening and I will talk to you guys soon. Have a good night.